0: We are excited about what God is going to do as he's already started. And uh, we'd like to say good morning to those who are joining us uh, by way of live stream, uh, either YouTube or Facebook. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. We're glad that you're here with us. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. And so uh, we are just excited about what God is going to do. Um, His presence is always here, but sometimes you can just feel it a little more so we just thank him for that we're just going to open up with prayer before we get started if you would please join me father we just thank you and just praise you and just worship you you're right you do deserve all all so we submit all of our members to you to give you and praise praise to you. give you glory to give you honor and so father we just thank you for uh for your word that's coming forth thank you for this time to be under your word to be under your tutelage Thank you for the transforming power that your word brings. Father, how it uproots those things, those teachings, those lessons that we've learned that have led us astray. Your word is like a, it's like a mighty machete, just going through, just cutting away, just cutting away and making a path for clarity. Thank you for that again, Lord. Thank you for, for just not leaving us and for to just doing that work for us. Thank you, Lord, that every word in us that hasn't submitted to you it submits to your word now father we thank you for that and we thank you lord god for the new thing that you are doing we thank you lord god for the unfamiliar places that you are taking us and we say we agree with that father we will agree and we will follow you and we will let you lead the way and we will trust you And if you agree with that, then in Jesus' name, we say, amen, 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 amen. So, and at this time, if you would just please stand and join me as we welcome our pastor, Dr. J. Calvin Tibbs, as he comes forward and leads us in our declaration. Good morning, pastor. Amen.
1: Good morning, morning. Maya. Amen. God bless you. Let's go ahead and say our declaration, which starts with, praise the Lord. I'm a fully functioning member of the body of Christ. I am saved and still growing, well-trained and flowing. I am light in a dark hour, full of the spirit and power. I seek the Lord to win the loss and with honor, I pay the cost. I am dedicated to my mission. I am ready and in position. I'm on fire, going higher and blessed to be a blessing. So I praise God, praise Jesus. Holy Ghost, lead me where I'm needed because victory is mine. Tell somebody else. Victory is yours. Go and shout that thing out now. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may have your seats here at home and God bless you for those of you who are at home or wherever you may be. I know First Lady has a group of folks at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky and they're excited about the reality of having seen the Ark on yesterday. They're quite exhausted, too. They're tired from from all that walk. I think they walked 11000 steps, she said which is uh, pushing five miles, and uh, they're good to go there. So hello to the crew that's in in Kentucky, and God bless you while you're there. Hopefully, we get to take some of you back when the opportunity avails itself. And we are, of course, today going to have a chance to take communion, which we're going to do here in just a second, Uh, but not before I kind of continue with what I think is the word of the Lord, which happened before the service technically went live. And I was talking to the group here. And telling them why this song that we have put together which is based on the music or based on the melody of God's heart last week which was leave the familiar what else and what you remember behind say that with me leave and what you remember behind well we wrote a song and it's gonna say grow and change and the reason why we want to grow and change is because the anointing needs to be developed by the person. See, we think that the anointing is when we have grown up, he or she is anointed, and that just means they have everything that they, that they need. If that's possible, we got to do something with Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Luke two fifty-two says, and Jesus grew. Uh-oh. Jesus grew? How did he grow? In wisdom, in favor, and in stature. We could have left it there, but the verse wouldn't have been complete. It says, with God and with man let's just deal with that if Jesus had to grow fill in the blanks I gotta grow folks getting saved is enough to get you into heaven eternally hallelujah that is huge come on get excited about that because you're not going to go to hell that is very good notice though you're not there yet so since you're here we're going to have to grow and change Say that with me, grow and change. Say, I like growing, I like like changing. See, the fact of the matter is, most of us don't really like changing. Maya, when you were praying, you said something about gathering the information and using it. And the thought came, the reason why we don't, and I'm in the we, the reason why we don't gather where God is going and change, is because we like where we were before the change came. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the familiar. it is. I mean, remember Jesus says, no man liked at first the new wine? Right. Why? Because it, taste- it don't taste like the old wine. This is human nature. okay? So it's not spank yourself, it's just be honest about some of the reasons why change is aborted or is slow is because we don't like what it takes to get to more but honestly think about it how many times have you learned something in an environment that didn't require much of you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know some of the things that got on your nerves the most taught you the most some of the people who just bothered you taught you more once you got over the issue they taught you more than the person that just let you stay where you are Mm -hmm. well the Holy Spirit's job is to do what among many things lead us and guide us into all truth. So if there is a territory in your heart where truth is not reigning, guess what he wants to do? He wants to lead you to that truth. Which means you're going to have to leave the truth that you know. And venture into a territory where the truth that you don't know can do what? Set you free. Okay, let's stay in that. Because y'all aren't moving with me just yet. yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, this is not a Sunday Advent. This is not Sunday morning only. All right. Right. right? This is, I got it. Yeah. Just like when you get a quote, anointed, okay, I'm straight for life. No, 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 no. The, the anointing in you, and I know some theologian people may grapple with whether the anointing needs to be developed or you need to be developed. I think that both are developing because if Jesus grew, That it's possible, then he is the anointed of God. It is possible that we have to grow into the anointing, and the anointing has to grow in us. Y'all, it don't happen just because we're breathing. No, right. It's work. I think this, this is a message for the kingdom globally. Not just because we're, I'm saying it, but I think it's global. Yeah. The body of Christ has suffered at the hands of you go, Moses. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, got to go back to the book of Exodus where God, you know, went up and came back. And every time he met with them, you know, they could see different things. And then finally one day, Moses said. I don't know if they required it I forgot the verse in terms of the context of it if the people said we want to see or if God said bring the people but either way the arrangement was bring the people he says but first before you do anything before they come close to me they're gonna to have to consecrate themselves okay what that means today is get your heart right okay so to you and to me get your heart getting your heart right means is there anything in your heart that you know about That needs to be given up. I'm not talking about you walking in total victory yet. I'm just simply saying, if you know it's not right, just get it right. Okay? That would be modern day consecration. Now I know there's a lot more religious observances that can go with that, but in the end, if you do the observance and don't do the heart change, change has not occurred. So get your heart right. If you do that, now you're ready if you use the typology of this for the next move of God. Now, Most people prefer the old wine, so if it's staying mad at people, being frustrated with yourself, being upset that you haven't moved further than you are, if that's your sedative, then some people are going to stay there and still dog themselves out about the lack of growth when the opportunity to grow is before them. We're not rehearsing, that's why he said that too, we'll talk about that in a minute, we're not rehearsing the familiar and what we remember. What are we doing? We're leaving it behind. Come on now, don't let Mr. Steve be the only one, y'all can hear. If we're supposed to leave the familiar, it's purposeful. You do realize that your memory will talk to you. Okay, so since your past is always talking, in order for it to change, you've got to do something with it. It won't just go away. You know, those voices, when I try not to think about it, by virtue of not, you've identified what to think about. So if we're going to move forward, Paul said, I'm going to press towards a new mark or towards the mark for that prize see the prize of Jesus is not behind you everything you've done or everything he's done praise God you already have a reward or, or you're going to still grow but today is the day because I firmly believe that what God is doing in the earth today is going to be a collaboration of his body not just a movement of his anointed heads I'm talking about the the fivefold ministry because honestly our job all along according to scripture in, in Ephesians 4 is to equip the saints for the work and we think that the work is Sunday morning when you usher, when you greet, when you run sound that is a part of the work but the bigger part of the work you are not here running sound every day The sound is running through you every day. And wherever it is that you go, you are responsible to usher in the presence. You are responsible to greet the people in community. Y'all getting this? You're supposed to record and recall the word of the Lord for the person, which is why you should hear ye the word of the Lord on Sunday. Eat that word and then live that word so that men might see your good works Amen. and glorify the Father in heaven. Amen. Folks, that's the new deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new Jesus movement on the planet right now. Yeah. And like this congregation, other congregations are still saying, you go, Moses. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to stay on it until he tells me to move on to something else. Because you're, you have an anointing in you that is specific. The culture, the family, and the people you are assigned to, and I'm not supposed to get involved with that except to train you for it. And so, if you're confident in you and in God, then you will do great exploits, and He won't be God waiting for the Sunday morning experience only because you live in community five well, what five, what six days a week, roughly, you're in community exponentially more than you're in the house of God Amen. now again it's easy to just say well I don't preach like you did you hear me even use the word preach as a part of your anointing as a part of your process listen you you, you, you probably do preach when you get on your soapbox when you are mad at something <laughs> So if you're trying to look for preaching props, you don't have to go to school to learn how to do that. You've been doing that. Stuff you don't like, you don't need anybody to tell you how to do, say, or be. You're already that. Well, when you have a walk with God that is, that is collaborative, then when Jesus wants something done, he won't look past you. Amen. He'll look right at you. Because you are the person for the job. Y'all get me on this? And again, it doesn't make you religious. It doesn't make you better than people. It just makes you fit for the master's use. And we're supposed to be fit. And that's the reason why you're here at Kingdom Dominion. I was talking to somebody the other day. And we were going over how different churches have different assignments. You know, if you're in a deliverance ministry, the vast majority of what they're going to talk about is deliverance now the honest truth about what should be happening although i don't know it is or isn't because i'm not there is that the people not only get delivered but learn how to deliver okay because if it's always come to my church for you to get deliverance when they don't either want to drive there they don't want to go to that neighborhood or they just don't like church then god in his infinite wisdom what, a, what an amazing thing that we are called the called out ones. Okay, you didn't get that. I'll say it differently then. There's the world, and then there's a call. And we think the calling is just for people who preach. That's not what the Bible says. In fact, the Bible says many are called.
2: Okay, hold it, hold it now. Hold it. Go back. Go back. That
1: verse has got to be for the masses And not for the few Look at what the verse says Many are called Then he says Few are chosen So why didn't it say Few are called to be chosen He didn't say that did he Because the many is for everybody We want to lock that in as a ministry calling Fivefold apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher And it didn't say that Paul said there are some Some who are called to apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher type ministries. But that verse that references many are called, folks, that's for all of us. That's for you. Now listen, if you are a lazy believer, you're not going to like what God's going to do because he is choosing you whether you're lazy or not oh Lord (laughs) we used to say ready or not here I come I'm telling you lazy or not here he comes and I'm gonna tell you how it you will you will determine that it is so you're gonna say the for those that this applies to you're gonna use terminology like man why these people keep bothering me (laughs) or you will say things like man that that guy just gets on my nerves it's gonna be the irritation factor I'm telling you in advance. It will be the irritation factor that proves God's trying to use you and you're being lazy.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: We have to leave the and what you remember behind. You see that commercial, I forgot which one it is, uh, what, it, what, what Merchant is for, but Charles Barkley is uh, among a bunch of like child age yes, playing at the park, and so the person says, who do you choose? And of course, you can either choose people your size or you choose a six foot six former NBA player. And they choose, and Charles Barkley's like, yes, I'm in, I'm in, exactly. See, we think we're not Charles Barkley. We think we're a minimized everybody else. I'll tell you this, if you are minimized, Mm he will maximize you. Please get this, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are maximized, he just might minimize you. Because you got to move beyond where you've always been in order to fit what God is up to. So let me give you this, because he said this as I was walking on the trail yesterday, which was just very interesting, just a little leisurely stroll, didn't even break a sweat. And I heard this thought. People come to me. There's a song, Just As I Am. Y'all remember that song? Without one plea was that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lord, Lamb of God, I come. I come. Y'all remember that? It was an altar call song for a lot of churches. I know for where we were. So he says many people come to me uh, just as they are. But then they spend too much time talking about how they are. Now, I'm just walking on the trail and I'm like, get your phone out. He's talking to you. So that's what you have to do when he's talking to you. You got to get your phone out so you can look at it again. This is how the workmanship works. And so I read that. I'm like, so you're telling me that there are people who come just as they are and they spend time talking to you about how they are. I'm filling the blanks. I'm filling the blanks. I fill in the blanks. I fill in the blanks. It's not that God can't handle your conversation, but if you came to Him, it's possible that there's an exchange about to take place. Okay, this is what He said. He said, The switch that Jesus wants is that we should tell Jesus what we think about who he is. All right. All right. Okay, back this up. We're moving away from the familiar yeah. of how I am and how I, how I exist to what do I think about you? Yeah. Now, well, clearly you're thinking about that because as I was thinking about that, I thought there aren't a lot of people thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves just as I am and I go over what I need, what I want, I desire. And God says whatsoever things you desire when you pray, pray, believe that you receive them, then what? You're going to have them. So there's nothing wrong with that. Keep doing that. But here's another level to this piece here. We're literally supposed to tell God what we think about Who he is, not about what he's doing, about who he is. See, when you think about who he is, he can become what you have faith for. But if you never think about who he is because you are still stuck in the familiar and what you remember, then it will be difficult to see beyond where you are because you're only thinking about where you are. Okay, the word worship I found out it means a lot the lick, like a dog praise has a, connect, a connected meaning because we're going to get to the communion here in a second and I want before we start thinking about it to remember that Jesus said when you get together do this in remembrance of me so Jesus already put it out there remember me so it must be important that we remember God we could do a lot of things with our memory and remembering God might not be one of them we can remember the pain. Yeah, yeah. We can remember the person. Mm-hmm. We can remember the situation. But, but to make a habit yeah. of remembering God, I think there's some magic, some power, some power, some victory in that deal. I know magic threw you off, but I'm saying there's a spark. Yeah, yeah. There's a spark that happens yeah. when you are aware. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm not saying this was God and, you know, he made this happen. But I'm sitting on the back deck just as the Sabbath was about to end. And, of course, you know about the trees, right? You know we got trees in the backyard. And the first lady, hey, sweetheart, I love you. Okay. So I'm thinking about just enjoying that little time. We go out there every now and then before the bugs start coming around. And bottom line is I'm out there and I just couldn't be seen by any of the neighbors in the area. And I just sat in this, this, this chair and began to literally just say, Jesus, I, I, I just worship you. Just began to worship Jesus. I am telling you the wind started blowing. It started blowing so much, the trees were clapping their hands. And I'm thinking like, okay, that's really cool, but I'm not going to act like my worshiping God did that. I'm not going to act like that happened. I'm just going to stop. And so I stopped. And I just thought about how beautiful it is because again, I need to tell God what I think about him. I need to tell God who he is to me. So... I started worshiping again. I started worshiping him for the, the maker of the bark, yeah. <laughs> the leaves and the trees, the maker of the universe, the maker of souls. My senses can even pick this up. Yeah. And when I started it again, the wind started blowing again, folks. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not saying it was the Holy Spirit. It was the physical wind. And I mean, these trees are just like, just going. And I was like, now that's twice. That's twice. Nobody's in here with me. So I just thought, let me just test it this next time. Once the wind stopped, and I just begin to tell God who he is to me, and what I think about him. Sat there, nobody saw it, lifted my hands. I just thank you for who you are. You made my skull, you made my mind, you made my heart, you made my being. You made me to even want to move here. You made me to want to live here. And all of a sudden, winds started blowing, trees started moving. I'm like, now this is pretty interesting. You know, I'm not telling you that when you worship God, you're going to see a physical manifestation of things. Because a physical manifestation is not the proof necessarily that you are connecting with him. The proof that you're connecting with him is what do you think about him? And... Who is he to you? Is he the Sunday morning fix, check the box, I feel good about myself, now I'm going to go on and live my life. If he's that person, then familiarity has again been embraced. Are are y'all clicking with me? Because when, when Jesus walked the planet, when he walked the planet, he came into his own and what did they do? They didn't receive him. And so if they didn't receive him, we got to ask why. Why wouldn't they receive a man doing miracles? I mean, if you had anybody in your family, or if you're the family person that's doing miracles, wouldn't it be odd that you're not received? I mean, really, if you, how many of you done something good to people and they, they didn't even say thank you? Isn't that odd? And then the people that, that do them worse, they talk about more. In, an, in, a, in a favorable way. Isn't that odd to you? So it's odd to me that Jesus would do good and he'd not be received among the culture where he was raised in the family part, uh, in, there in, in Nazareth and, you know, in Capernaum where he went, he had a different, different uh, reception, but, but the point that I'm making is why is good not accepted in this world yeah. as something that's normal? Why is it looked at like they told him on occasions, get out of here, Jesus. Yeah. But, but he did good. you did not ask a robber to leave. Right. In fact, on the cross yeah. there at Calvary, they told, give us Barabbas. Yeah. Give us the robber. Yeah. Don't give us Jesus, you know, down with him. We have no God but Caesar, they said. But, but, but give us the robber. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe the reason why the body of Christ, people in general, have challenges leaving the familiar. Is because we are more familiar with the robber than with the righteous. Maybe our familiarity with error makes us feel more human than having a divine experience that makes us somehow think, I don't know what it it is. We we think we're better than someone because you have an experience? Let me first tell you, you are a spirit. You are not, listen, when you pass... you leave here people are going to still be looking at the you they identify with called your body but the you that's live is nowhere in the building so the real you is more alive than the you that's going to the grave I still don't think you get this see we connect people I remember when I ministered, I preached my father's funeral which was just I don't even know how I did that but by the grace of God and I had two things, is and was, that was the message, is and was. He is not here. He was here. He is with the Father who made him. Now, if that's not true according to Scripture, we've got to come up with another narrative. Okay? So, if we believe that God brings people to heaven, and the basis of the Scripture reveals the place where we ought to leave the familiar, and believe in scientific activity that is religious in nature. I'll say that again, scientific activity that is religiously based will say, where's the proof? Well, the question is, where's the proof of the air you're breathing? Where's that proof? Where's the proof of the thoughts you're thinking? Right, me that. Where is that proof? Uh-huh. So see, everything goes back to belief and God made it simple childlike. He didn't make it simply or, or a complicated professor like it's simple. And what happens in the body is the belief factor begins to move towards the world where we want proof of things. Yeah. When some proof is only going to occur when belief starts, the proof activation process he that believeth and overcomes the world is shall be saved so we've got to believe first and this is where we are with you us today ladies and gentlemen god wants you to believe that he wants to use you Amen. Amen. I can tell the excitement of you. If I said God wants to give you $2 million to do his work. Oh, praise Jesus. See, but, but to, to get involved at the level before the money or the payoff comes, is sort of like, yeah, praise God. <laughs> ain't he good? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time, God is good. I want you to lock this in. He ain't ch- I don't think God's changing his plan. I really don't. I really don't, I don't think this is the the great all great, oh, the crusades are going to happen and things are going to happen like that. Listen, just, just look at it like this. Just look at it like this. Come with me now. Y'all, y'all know y'all's past ain't crazy, right? Uh, I want you to come with me. I want you to come with me. For me to even dare say this, especially without quote some other verification, I just, I just think it's true. I, I, I think it's true. The number of, of uh, cities in America that have stadiums Which would mean football or basketball teams? There are 50 states. Would be how many? How many football or bet or basketball or even baseball stadiums do you think there are in America? That means Los Angeles, the Dodgers, the Rams. Okay, just count. What would you say? About 100. Good, good guess. About 100. So if there are 100 from sea to shining sea, and you filled them up every single day with new converts. First of all, you gotta do something with the ones who got converted the, the day before. Okay. So if, if you just filled it up with new people every single day uh, and, and everybody allegedly got saved and they then went home and then a new crowd the next day, how, how long do you think, At how many people are in America? 3 billion? 3.8? Something like that? America. 3 billion people? How, how long do you, do you think it's gonna take to fill up all the hundred stadiums. And by the way, some people are going to have to drive from Macon because there are no stadiums in Macon. And Savannah. There are no stadiums in Savannah. And if you live in Flushing Meadows, New York, you got to drive all the way down to the Garden or at least to New Jersey. So you got to drive away. What about Nebraska? There are no stadiums except at the University of Nebraska football team. So, so is, it, is it possible that it would take a very long time to fill stadiums? Do you think stadiums is God's big plan? You have to look at what he did in the crowd to see. What did Jesus do in the crowd? He did different things inside of the crowd, but notice he kept leaving the crowd. And you know where where he spent his time? Come on now. Don't let Minister to tell y'all what the answer is. Y'all read the Bible. See, this is what, stop right there. Time out on the field. That's perfect. That is perfect. That is the exact example on, of why people wait for Moses instead of stepping out in what you know you know. Yeah. amen. You know you know these things. I'm not asking you to exegete the scripture. I'm not even saying, Minister Steve, tell him what 1 John 3 verse 8 says and then 1 John 4 10. I'm not asking you that. But you just shrank back and made the whole point of what God's trying to get you to understand. You can't tell me you don't know what you know. Amen. Amen. I just told you, Pastor. I'm telling you again. You cannot tell me that you don't know what you know. Amen. because you know what you know so why is it that when a demand is placed on what you know you act like you don't know (laughs) this cannot be the way God's gonna gonna move you can't tell me that's how he's gonna move so I use the example of the stadiums to say there aren't enough stadiums in the world to fill with people that are on this planet so since that's not probable And since Jesus spent more time with his disciples than he did with crowds, it's likely that Jesus is going to use a model that has already worked. The actual numbers indicate if one person in this congregation helped one person get born again and work with them for a year to just be a disciple to them and that one person got one person and that one person got one person and the exponential amount of that according to some mathematician people it would take eight years and the whole world would be evangelized versus that everybody come to the stadium hear what the lord says and go back how are you going to get discipled from a man on a platform you need people in community that's where you come in and that's why God's not asking you to save the world, Jesus already did that but he's asking you to be effective, a light in a dark hour, come on, full of the spirit and power, seeking the Lord to win the loss and with honor, paying the cost of sleep, of getting on your nerves of being exhausted of every time they come around, they want to ask me all these questions, who who should they go to, the people in the stadium? You are their stadium. They're coming to you because you are their assignment, but we've got to leave the familiar and What you remember? behind Break those chains Grow and change break chains Start growing and changing so this is the message of the Lord. And I don't know how long we're going to be on it. Actually, I had something else prepared for up the upcoming weeks. But next week, First Lady's going to minister. It's going to be fantastic Amen. on Mother's Day. And y'all going to clap for her. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean now. <laughs> I mean next week because she might not be talking about this. She's talking about how wonderful you are as a mother. And you know what? To me, it's a parallel. If you've been a wonderful mother, what are some things, attributes, oh Lord, I don't want to mess with her message, I don't know where she's going with it, but what are some wonderful attributes about a good mother? Say that again. They're nurturing. They're nurturing. Yeah. Very good. What else? Patience. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what else? Just give high fives, ladies. What else? Yeah, train Training. Child. Training. You got to train them, you got to nurture them, you got to yeah. lead them. Yeah. So, so, so there's a lot that, that y'all do automatically.
0: Automatically. Okay. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Lord would use what you already have access to? Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, He would use your nurturing ability, yes. your training ability, your patience. He would use all of these attributes with people who aren't your children. Yes, he would probably bring them around For
0: nurturing yeah. Yeah.
1: He would probably bring some people around For the patience you offer
0: yeah.
1: yes. Okay so what do men do It's not men's day or father's day yes. But what do men provide Strength, Strength. Strength.
2: Right. Substance. Substance Protection, Substance. Wow. Protection.
1: Yeah. The ability All right. Is it possible yeah. that the Lord In all of his infinite wisdom Would give men the capacity to be strong Yes yeah. For people who are not his children, is it possible that he has given men the capacity to have strength? And what was the other one someone said? Be a provider. Be a provider. Be a provider to help someone get to where they need to be. Isn't it possible that the Lord would do that? So, so see, your qualification is in your body.
2: Yes, there already. Yep
1: your qualification is already inside of you look at your anatomy ladies are nurturers a type of the spirit fathers are givers a type of the father or men are fathers a type of the father one plant seed one nurture seed if we just open our hearts to what he's up to you may find it's very easy to plant it's very easy to nurture if you leave the familiar And what you remember behind. See, you remember telling them to go see your pastor. You're familiar with, I'm not called. There's a verse that says, yes, you is. Yes, you are. You are called according to his purpose. And a major part of his purpose is in your body. Let your body give the details and seek God about what? What are the two things we're seeking God about this whole month? What we think about him. All right. And two, who he is to you. Yeah. Who is he to you? Yeah. And what do you think about him? And so on this upcoming Sabbath, the next Saturday, next Friday night, 5, 6 o'clock, I want you to just kind of wind down. Don't, don't have a movie on or something. Just somewhere between that 24-hour window. Go through those two things. Lord, you know, what do I really think about you? All right. You know, I know we were raised. God don't care what you think. That's not true. It's not true. If it were true, then God, Jesus wouldn't have said, tell the little children to come to me. Because children come with conversations. Every <laughs> time. You know, they tell you what they want, what they, where they've been, what they desire. You know, they, they go through that whole deal. So if we think God don't care what we think, and I used to say it too, God don't care what you think. Then <laughs> I've meant that in the context of when it comes to his will and yours, yours loses, his wins. But in terms of relationship, God wants to know what you think. That's why Jesus says, cast your cares upon me. He didn't say cast them on your mama or your daddy. He says bring your cares to me. He says you know why? He says because you're carrying a a load and your yoke is hard but mine is easy. In fact my burden, my requirement of you is light. You know why? Because he's using what he already gave you. I'm building faith I hope that you recognize you're already prepared for the task and the mission and the purpose that is uniquely you. Amen. you.
2: Amen.
1: See, if I were to go to Nadir's job there at, at Lexus, they don't know me <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs>
1: up in here, right? They don't know me. So if I bring my anointed business cards out,
2: <laughs>
1: the man of God and faith and power has arrived. <laughs> they don't know me. So I have no access. But they know you. They know you where you live, work, and play. So the access has already been granted through relationship. So why would God now go through all this process to get them to a person they don't know when he has ready access to a person that he does know? And by the way, I know that you're withholding your amens because you're thinking I'm about to call your name. I already have. See, because the people in your territory, in your culture, in your life, in your community, they know you. But do you think enough about him to get them the inside hookup?
2: Amen.
1: See, your testimony is already prepared for the people who need to hear it. Amen. You don't need to have a fallout rolled over the, over the, the aisle story. Most people are afraid of that. True that. You talk about folks walking in church and falling and hitting the ground. To them, that's an insurance claim.
2: Yeah. Right. Somebody get you
1: that. <laughs> it's an insurance claim. It's a liability. Yeah. Man, why do you go to church and fall on the ground? Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, we've come from things that we've enjoyed like that, right? But at the end of the day, this culture ain't thinking about coming and having somebody put their hands in your face. That's called laying hands, right? And the Bible even told us lay hands on no man suddenly. But in many places, it's like, let me get them, bring that head up here. But see, if the culture is running from that, you better have something else you offer. It's relationship. It's relationship. And most of you have relationship capital that uh, is still sitting in your spiritual bank. And he's already made a loan called the anointing to give you what's necessary to pay the bill that that person is going through. Does this make sense? Does this help you get closer? Because as we remember Jesus, I just want to remind you, these are the words he spoke. Yeah. I'm just packaging them as he's telling me to do so because he's calling you into his purpose way beyond coming to church, which is wonderful. Please keep coming. Amen. Did you hear me? Amen. 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 Bring some more people with you. Amen. Amen. But when you leave church, guess who their new proxy pastor is? me. <laughs> it's you. It's you. Absolutely. And listen, don't worry about I don't know everything. You, Nobody knows everything but God. You don't have to know everything, but you got to know him based upon who he is and what you think about. Him. Amen. Let's prepare for communion. I hope that blessed you. Amen. Amen. We're going to take up the, the communion at this point and we're going to keep our audience with us for this section. If you are at home and you have some crackers or you have wafers or bread, I did communion with a ministry the other day and I used graham crackers. So whatever you may have. You can use that, okay? Don't be so religious in your observation that your heart misses the point. The point is is that there's a representation of the Lord's body. I mean, even if you have a cookie, use a cookie. Uh, I encourage you to know every single first Sunday of every month, we're taking communion. So that gives you a chance to go out and buy some bread ahead of time. It can be pita bread, wheat bread, it don't matter. The point is, bread is representing the Lord's body if you have juice it would be great to use if you don't have juice drink water but in the future I encourage you just simply go and find some symbol symbol or representation they use wine in the Old Testament so anything that's of the vine grape juice try to get that if not use what you have but listen don't use anything if you have art in your heart with people Because if you do, the Bible says many sleep. That word is translated die because they partake unworthily of the Lord's body. And we don't want you to do that. So in your heart, you can just think, Lord, I forgive this person, that person, whomever it may be. Get them out of your heart so that you're not thinking it's okay to walk up to God and ask him for forgiveness while you're in unforgiveness of someone else. And when you do that and you put those pieces together together. Now you're prepared to partake of the symbolism of what Jesus told us to remember. And it's interesting, too, about memory. We're going to talk about this in depth in a future series. I just think back to the Old Testament. God is saying the same thing to the children of Israel that Jesus is saying to to his people, which I think is why I need to repeat it here. Remember in the Old Testament, God said, remember, it's the Lord thy God that giveth thee the power to get wealth in Deuteronomy. Why do you say, remember that? Why didn't he just say, I did it? (laughs) I mean, you know, why did he say, I gave you the power to get wealth? Why didn't he just say that? So, Talk to me back real quick, because we're live. Why didn't the verse just say, God gave you power to get wealth? Why did it start with, Remember. It is the Lord yes. that gave you power. Why do you think he said that? Just give me some answers. Don't wait on no minutes to Steve. Because we're human.
0: Because forget, we think that
1: we're better than what we really are. Every bit of that. Yep. Every bit of that. That's exactly right. We forget we're human. We think we did it. And he's reminding us, no, no, no. I did it. And I want you to remember that I did it why remembering that he did it because it helps draw lines of relationship between him and you right so now you realize that you remember it was the Lord that gave you this power to get this wealth. maybe I need to thank him wow well since I'm thanking him maybe I ought to believe him maybe I ought to tell people he's worth thanking He's worth believing because every human needs help. And then we start telling people, you know you need some help, don't you? (laughs) And then the conversation continues all around remembering God. You see how this works? So if it happened in the Old Testament, and now Jesus in the New Testament is saying, when you come together on the Passover celebration and you begin to partake, he said, do this. In remembrance of me Perhaps we're still human here Perhaps we still need help here Perhaps God wants to remind us You cannot do this without him Perhaps it ought to be a reminder That we don't want to Do it without him So when you put these pieces together To remember Jesus when you get home Is to think about who he is to you Who is Jesus to you? You know, this takes you beyond the shores of religion. It takes you beyond what you don't qualify for. Because it takes you right into what you think about him. And that's important. If it weren't, Jesus wouldn't have asked this question. Who do men say that I am? See, all these things are setups. Who do men say that I am? They say, you know, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah the prophet, and others say that, you know, you're a great teacher. Great. Great, great, great. Now we're going to leave the familiar and what you remember behind. So here's my next question, guys. Who do you say? Who do you say I am? See, that's what I believe will precede the next move. What we think about God. Not what we think about a service. Not what we think about how we're going to set this up. What do you Think about God And now here comes the danger Even though that's dangerous already To the devil, it's not dangerous to you When you start telling God Who he is to you And what you think about him Just like the wind started moving those trees Things are going to start moving in your life Because now a son or a daughter just showed up and everyone around you knows you just showed up because your presence carries him. Amen. And you know you carry him. Yes. Yes. And the danger in that is that the worship that goes up will disrupt things and fights will occur on your behalf that you don't have to lift a finger up. Yeah. Yes.
0: Amen. Thank
1: you. Amen. Jesus said these words. I'm going to read out of the... New Testament, and frankly, this is uh, kind of before. In the beginning was the Word, right? John chapter 1. And where was the Word? With God. The Word was also God, right? The Word was God. The Word became flesh. He says, he, Jesus, whom we're remembering, was in the beginning with God. Then he says, all things were made through him. And then it says, nothing that was made was made unless he made it. That includes us. Real reason to think, to think about the fact that, why did he make you? Yeah. Just think about, while you're thinking about God, why, why'd you make me, Lord? Yeah. Why'd you make me in this era? Why didn't you put me in the 1400s? Yeah. Why'd you put me here now? And I guarantee you, if you read a newspaper or look at the headline, you might just see a reason yeah. that you don't think you qualify for. Yeah. But that's because you're not thought enough about what he thinks. Yeah. When you think about how he is, you are the perfect person to be alive right now you are the perfect person to be utilized in an area where you have to depend on God Amen. in an area where you don't even get why people think the way that they do perhaps if you think the way God told you to think maybe he would use your thinking to help their thinking
0: just maybe, yes.
1: just, maybe. <laughs> just maybe and so he was in the beginning with God and then this verse says that in him was life yes. Yes. and the life was the light You have light inside of you. You absolutely shine. And then he says, the light, Jesus, shines in the darkness. But later on, he told his disciples, you are the light of the world but he was the light of the world. So maybe he's inside of us. Because of him, we are the light in the world. And so no wonder he put you here in all this crazy darkness. Maybe the light bill has been paid. He's just waiting for you to shine. So then verse 11 says, he went into his own and his own didn't receive him. You know, that's what we were talking about. And then verse 11 says, but he that did receive him, he gave power to become his sons and daughters. Now, you are already a sons and daughters if you know Jesus. Anybody here don't know Jesus personally? Can I get your hand if you don't know Jesus personally? Okay, so everybody here knows Jesus. So you have a paid light bill because Jesus paid it all so that you could shine in the era that he put you in. He didn't put you back here with Bartholomew and then. He put you here in 19, whatever the birth date was that you were born in. And now he's calling upon some of that light To expand because the darkness is I said the darkness is And if the darkness is expanding How great should the light shine So all he's asking you to do Is to do what he made you for He's not even asking you to go and get a degree You're already qualified Because your life experience Qualifies you to shine there And if you're a woman You shine a certain way You can't tell me that a woman is not different from a man. Uh, Don't get quiet. A woman is a blessing. And she should not be altered. A man is a blessing. He should not be altered. The only thing that makes us ultimately different is the biology. And if you pretend this biology has taken the place of that biology, shining is will, will be greatly diminished. Yeah. Last part of this verse says uh, he's doing this with people who were born of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, but of the will of God. You were born again because he wanted you in his family. Amen. Thank you. And I'm so thankful, Lord. This is what I think about you, that you thought about us before we could even think. We didn't even exist and you were thinking about us. You were thinking about what we would put you through and that was necessary to prove the supremacy of your love. Your love is so powerful that you would put yourself as a subordinate to us to demonstrate just how powerful and flawless you are. I wouldn't have done that Because I'm not you But you did that because you are you And so I just want to thank you I want to thank you for the blood Of Jesus You are the God that came in a human Form specifically To redeem humans From the flaws I praise you for that I thank you for that Lord I thank you for these men and women here Thank you for their children I thank you for their lives. I thank you for the way that you're moving them. I thank you for bringing them right here. For those who are watching online, I thank you for blessing them to be right there. You know, you lined them up specifically for the hour that we're in. And you are ordering their steps. And Father, I know that many are frustrated at what they see in the world and don't know quite what to do with it. And it hadn't dawned on some that they are the solution in the area where they are assigned. And I thank you for forgiving them, Father, for thinking lower of themselves. We often have the, don't think more highly of yourself verse. But there's another part that says, even though you are lowly, believe that I can add to the strength that you lack. And Father, I know that you want to do that. I know you want to bless people in a way that's beyond what they could ask or think. And so I'm asking you, because this is what I think about you, you're doing something new in the earth. You said in your word, behold, I do a new thing. And I think that new thing... According to Scripture, where there came a number that no man could number, like the sands of the sea. Lord, that means that you're not going to fill stadiums as the evidence of your working. You're going to fill hearts, and those hearts are going to be filled through relationship, because that's how you built the disciples. You build them through relationships. Mar- Martha, Mary, and Martha visits, and the disciples were with you there. The crowd was gone home, and then you said to your own people, "You leaving too?" Because relationship is the key and when we lock in with you, our community gets affected because our family hears about it, they see the change, our coworkers and people in community, they see us and then they see you. So Lord Jesus, I pray to you that that model is still in play. Let men see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. And so Lord, forgive my brothers and sisters for uh, looking as if the light bill hadn't been paid. Uh, forgive them for not letting their light so shine. Before men that they see your good works. Forgive them for thinking that they got to go to somebody else for light when light's in them. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord, as you have mercy on us, Thank you, because this is the goal. This is the plan of the 21st century. Yes. It's going to be a believer that is not ashamed yes. of the gospel of Christ. Yes. For it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. The Jew first. And then to the Gentile. This is an era. You're going to use people in community because of skill sets. And they're going to say, well, you're really good at that. And they're going to start including you in why they're good. And I praise you for that testimony because it's a collaborative testimony. Without God, there wouldn't be a brain to think with. Without God, there wouldn't be hands to move. And so we're going to start including you more. And Lord, I want to repent too, because sometimes in the world, I, don't even, I still don't leave with, I'm a pastor. I still don't think I need to. But you know that there have been times where I have specifically excluded things that I thought would trip them up. Those days are over. Yes. If they trip up over truth, then perhaps they are somebody else's assignment. And Lord, I'm still going to do it the way that you say. But I'm asking you to give folks in this building and watching on TV wisdom to trust you because you are the light of men. Now glorify yourself in us. John 17, you told us that before you were crucified. That when people see us, they see you. Say that. When people see God, they see me. When people see me, they see God. And Lord, I praise you that this month, the month of May, springtime bursting forward, that you're going to bring out of us what we think about you and about who you are. Now, Jesus, we're remembering you, and this is your body, which is a symbol, it's a small symbol of what was broken on Calvary. Let's break that wafer. You were broken, but not a bone was broken because it had to fulfill prophecy. You had to stay with the integrity of your body. And with the breaking of that, we find Isaiah's words that, you would be wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity and that the punishment, punishment or the chastisement of us being full of peace was upon you, which is, once again, why would you take our punishment? Because you're the Lamb of God. Thank you, we thank you for that. Let's partake together. Thank you. Thank you. you know, that verse says, and with his stripes or by stripes we are healed. Because the stripes were connected with lashing, which was a type of punishment back then that the government levied upon people. You weren't guilty, but you allowed the lashing. You allowed the lashing because it would release the blood. The cat of nine tails are a very very brutal way of killing people punishing people because some were unrecognizable that's why the scripture Isaiah said there was no form or comeliness of him and so your blood was spilled so that we could have life the word says that the life of the flesh in us is in the blood So if there is no blood, there is no life. And so you gave your life by the shedding of blood, which is incredible. I guess there was no other way, which is what, no guessing it. There was no other way for this to occur. That's why Jesus asked, is there another way? Instead of him having to go through the treachery of what he went through, is there another way? And there was no other way. Without the remission of sin. For the shedding of blood, there is no removal of sin. That's what you said. You set those ground rules. You said that, though, as spirit, because you're spirit, Lord God, you're spirit. So you were setting the terms of how you would convert yourself and wrap yourself inside of something that needed blood, so that the blood in you would be spilled for us. That's incredible detail to send yourself through that for us. Amen. So we just take this moment, we just take a moment to thank you for even arranging this where you would have a body that had blood in it so you could look just like us. And that too was the requirement because if you had just waved the wand, there would be no remission of sin because your blood, which is innocent, wouldn't have been shed because you wouldn't have had any blood because you were a spirit. So we took on a body and you gave us a body and Lord I want to ask you for forgiveness first for anything I've said against my own body. And I ask you to help the people, I ask you to forgive them for dogging out theirs. Some people wish they were taller, shorter, longer this, shorter that, bigger this, flatter that. Lord, and it's not that that's a bad thing, but if they've ever talked about their body that you made to put blood in, forgive them. Forgive them for talking about parts of themselves that they should be blessing. Thank you, Jesus, for this representation of your blood. Hallelujah. Think about that song, the blood came streaming down, and it did for me. It did, it did for you, it did for your grandchildren, it did for your children, for your friends and family who couldn't care less. He still did it, because his love is superior. You're so gracious, he's so, so gracious, Lord. So as we prepare to partake of this blood, remembering that it was shed by a perfect human being who is God, who took on a body, went inside of Mary, without the seed of a man, but with the seed of God. Perfection started so that the process of our ultimate atonement could be ratified, completed. And Jesus, you did it. You did it, I mean, you, you took the beatings, so we don't have to. You took the scourging so that we don't have to. So Lord, I bless you for this representation of your blood and Lord of this communion, first Sunday in May, first day of May for America, probably the world. I pray that this will be the beginning of many more seasons of remembrance. Where in the middle of our day, we just think about what you think about what we're seeing. Think about who you are and then release it out of our mouth lord i think you're just wonderful just practice it now lord i think you're just awesome i think you're i think you're really patient i think i think you're really kind i think you're really big i think you're really amazing just keep telling him what you think what you think about him what do you think about him I think you're like an architect on beyond steroids. I mean, you put things together. You're you're indescribable actually in some ways to me. That's what I think. I think you're coming back. I think you're coming back and getting your people ready. And we want to participate. We want to participate so we have a crown to cast at the feet of Jesus and some things that help people get in. I think you want to help us do that. So I thank you for helping us. I think you're wonderful. I think you're so good. You give us things. You give us people. You gave us each other. You gave us husbands and wives and children, friends. You may have even given us some enemies. But all for the benefit of a life lived under your authority. And so. Jesus, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. I know you can hear everybody at the same time. That's incredible. But you are still zeroing in at 451 West Bankhead Highway in Villareca, Georgia, right in this building. You have, you have located us better than a satellite. And so here are a bunch of your children, Lord. You know, and we're not in the thousands yet. But Lord, there's some folks in here. are thinking about you out of eight billion people on the planet I would submit the vast majority are not doesn't make us better because they're not it makes us better because we are we're thinking about you who you are is important to us and so I want you to repeat after me Lord today I give you greater access. Now, now, I want you to be, if you if you hesitate, it's okay, because what I'm getting ready to say is going to commit you to him more. And if, and if you don't want to change your mind and want to, I was going to say don't, but I'm not asking this because he's, he doesn't think you're ready. He's the one behind this. But if you don't, if you don't plan to obey him, then don't say it. But even if you fall forward, trembling, fall forward, don't fall behind. So Lord, from this day forward, I give you greater access to me, to my soul, to my spirit, and to my body. I really want you to have your way with me. Now Lord, you know I'm human you made me that way you gave me a spirit I am a soul I live in this body help me to do this in Jesus name amen let's partake together This is a song I want you to sing. Grow and change. Break those chains. Yes, my love. Grow and change. Break those chains. Sing that. I grow and change I grow and change I break those chains And how do I do that? By leaving familiar what I remember behind Say that Leave the familiar what I remember Behind that's when we did break those chains, grow and change, grow and change, grow and change, break those chains. Say that again, grow and change, grow and change. Break those chains, grow and change. Break those chains. Go back to the top. Remember this all week long. Leave the familiar what we remember behind. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh the familiar and what i remember behind Uh, break 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 those chains break those chains break those chains break those chains going to be our hymn that we went into the Mount of Olives and sang. I don't know what the the disciples sang when they left but for us it's the song we're singing back to the Lord. That we are willing to leave the familiar and what we remember behind. And we're going to move forward and we're not going back to where we were. We're going to be used by God at the call of God at the will of God. Just say amen. We're going to obey what he wants, when he wants it, give him what he's requiring of us. His, his, his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and he's not grievous. He's not grievous. You can do this. And I thank you that you're going to help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, We're going to say goodbye to the online audience. Thank you for being with us and For uh, just allowing the moments of the Lord to come right where you are. There are many more more moments to come, and those moments will be a great, great blessing. Thank you very much, because I just recognize that we haven't taken up the Lord's tithe in your offerings. So we're going to do that now as uh, they come forward. And if you're online, you want to give on your phone or other device, you can do so by going to kdchurch.org or you can go to the Kingdom Dominion Church app. Either way, once you get there, You can click, you can give, and God will bless you in that giving. If you are brand new to us and you have a church home somewhere else, please make sure that you tithe there. The tithe belongs in the church where you are assigned and where you're fed. If you're assigned here, the tithe belongs here. If you're fed elsewhere, then the tithe goes there. But if this blessed you, you can give an offering and you can make it significant. I mean, like tens of thousands if you desire absolutely please remember somebody used to say there are five zeros in ten thousand so if you choose to do that praise God for that four zeros in thousand and um, it's awesome it's really really a blessing so I'm going to let y'all do that there and I'm still going to say goodbye to that audience and may the Lord bless you y'all let's clap them out I know you're writing and reading and getting your stuff together but God bless you we'll see you the next time we get together amen amen are we off? All right, we're.